0: Politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American Patriots and Minutemen standing at the ready to fight anew for our life, our liberty, our property. This is your host, Daniel Horowitz, back here today at Blaze Media, as your guide, your leader, your advisor on fighting for that liberty. Is there anyone out there? I guess there are guys listening. Does anyone care about what's going on? On this Thursday, June 16th, I don't even know what to talk about. Do we talk about the 240,000 additional new illegals that invaded the country this month? Do we talk about the record gun violence, crime, that Republicans joined along with the de-incarceration agenda while going after law-abiding gun owners now? Do we talk about yesterday's demonic, satanic uh, exercise in Malok with the FDA committee approving unanimously the poison shots for babies and toddlers? Do we talk about how much money we continue to flush to Ukraine and the Republican concern is only that we're not giving enough quickly enough? I mean, which civilization crusher do we start with? So I don't know. Maybe we'll do a little bit of, little bit of everything. But the point is, it just doesn't feel like we have a movement in place. You know you look at states like Wyoming, a, a, a recent poll came out that Biden, I believe, has a 13 percent approval rating there. You know, in many other states, 15, 20, 25 percent approval rating. So the people don't want this. So why don't we have representation reflecting the supermajority opinion in those states, getting the legislatures and getting the governor to say no to illegal immigration, no to the gun agenda, no to the First Amendment agenda? Right? This is another civilization issue I didn't mention. DHS is out there telling sheriffs, I have it on Good Word, they're having meetings how the biggest problem is people like you and me, so it's not just a a bulletin statement, but this is actually in real life. This is what they're dedicating their resources to. Imagine, Department of Homeland Security, you have literally an invasion the size of, you know, greater than the size of the city of Chicago this year, and... They're worried about people that have political opinions different from the president. That is literally why we founded our country. So you could disagree that way. And we have the ability to fight this. Almost every one of these issues, states could say no. And we're going to go down the line in each and every one of them. So let's talk about the virus. Yesterday... SARS-CoV-2 finally met its maker. Yes, Anthony Fauci was diagnosed with COVID after having allegedly gotten four shots, presumably from Moderna. Maybe he did some mix and match, I forget. Finally met its maker. No, that wasn't my line. That was actually the line of Tyler Cardone, um, proudly our CEO here. You could follow him on Twitter. He's great on this issue, by the way. He's really good at research there. Um, so SARS-CoV-2 finally met its maker. So you would think on the same day that the FDA says, hey, we understand that there's no benefit to critical illness for kids because they don't get critically ill from COVID, but still, it's better they get the vaccine so they don't get COVID, even though It doesn't stop you from getting COVID. And in fact, you get it more often. Oh, and the man with four shots that is in charge of the shots and created the shots and was at least one of the players involved in creating the virus. And he's not in jail. He just came down with COVID. And yet Republicans cannot hold the line on that agenda. I want you guys to think about that. We're not asking Republican governors to get up there and do something that's hard to do. Abolish Social Security or Medicare or whatever. Simple things that people already get. They already understand. What is so hard about all the GOP governors holding a press conference and saying, we are banning these shots in our states until Pfizer and Moderna answer the following 10-20 questions and provide the following data. When even during the emergent period of the stronger variants many European and Asian countries downright banned the Moderna shot because of its you know, heavy dosage. And certainly for those under 30, yet now when it's over with and it's towards endemicity and everyone agrees the emergency is over with, they're expanding it in the United States to babies and toddlers. And Moderna is already starting on their three to six month old trial with a 25-microgram shot, okay? That could be six times higher concentration per pound in babies than their adult shot. And Republicans, not only don't they have anything to say, many of you might have seen the NBC article yesterday that they attempted to attack DeSantis, but instead it was a compliment, said, you know, every Department of Health, every single one has ordered the baby shots except for Florida, okay, except for Florida. They quote in the article um, a statement from the Department of Health in Florida. It is also no surprise uh, – I'm sorry. It has made we, – we have made it clear to the federal government that states do not need to be involved in the convoluted vaccine distribution process, especially when the federal government has a track record of developing inconsistent and unsustainable COVID-19 policy policies it is also no surprise we chose not to participate in distribution of the COVID vaccine when the department does not recommend it for all children so why is it that there's, there's only one state 49 others are in on Maloke. are in in the worst form of human experimentation since the Nazi concentration camps they're in on the fourth Reich they're in on making Maloke great again And Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Nebraska, the Dakotas, Montana, Idaho, Wyoming, Alabama, Mississippi, you name it, every one of them, South Carolina, Alaska, Utah, they all gladly groveled to say, give me 10 million doses per state from Moderna and Pfizer. This is insane. It is literally a kill shot on kids. A hundred percent risk, zero benefit. And it's not a risk. It's, it's a, it's a cer- cer- certainty. This is how demonic these people are. That during the hearing or the meeting of the FDA advisory panel, This is an unbelievable quote. One of the members, his name is Dr. Jay Portnoy, and he's a professor of pediatrics at Children's Mercy Hospital in Kansas City. I know that the death rate from COVID in young children may not be extremely high. Yeah, that's one way of putting it, not extremely high. But it's absolutely terrifying to parents to have their child be sick. So many parents are absolutely desperate to get the vaccine. We owe it to them to give them the choice. Could you imagine that? I mean, I, I really I understand that there's people at the top that are evil and they they're demonic and they want to kill babies. They want to population decrease. But some of these like more thumb-sucking losers on these committees, I wonder, do they know what we know? Or are they really that dense? Are they that utterly retarded? Have we reached a post-Enlightenment state of being? where people who have enough degrees and alphabet soup after their names that they go in reverse and become stupider than the most uneducated person around. Can you imagine? He's like, yeah, I know there's a lot of problems. I know, you know, they don't really, there's no need for it. But parents are clamoring for it and they don't want to see their child sick. When you admit that it doesn't prevent them from getting sick. Well, critical illness. Well, you admit they don't get critically ill. Think about it, just myocarditis alone. 45,000 cases in VAERS, typical underreporting factor of 41. CDC researchers in JAMA admit that it's underreported. The FDA admitted that previous studies have shown subclinical myocarditis is 60 times greater than even the clinical level. You are automatically giving millions of kids some degree of heart inflammation among hundreds, thousands of other ailments. For no benefit. These are the best minds we have. It's unbelievable. And literally the same day that Fauci with four doses gets the virus. This is sick. These are the people in charge of the medical cartel in America. They're either criminally insane or it's just malpractice. They're either evil or utterly insane. How hard is it to showcase this in front of the American people? They should've been doing this for a full year and the people would've gotten it already. They would've gotten the message. And therefore, you would have every red state department of health say, look, we are going to have our own committee, our own Department of Health analysis, and we're going to put out our own analysis on this. And unless Moderna and Pfizer could answer these questions, these inconsistencies, these fraudulent data points, terrible data points in their own trials, we will ban them from our states. Now, Florida hasn't gone that far. They just refused to participate. Individual doctors could still, and practices and hospitals could still order them directly from the feds but they're not involved in it. Every other state, they're downright involved in it. I want to get to a little bit more of what happened yesterday. Um, First, today, our sponsor, you know, we obviously don't have a choice when it comes to elections. It's Tweedledee, Tweedledum. But when it comes to vital um, products and services, and especially as it relates to the critical, critical service of mobile service, because everyone needs that, you could actually choose not to opt for a service that hates your guts and hates your values. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative provider of cell phone coverage. They have a plan that fits your budget. They have a 100% U.S.-based customer support team. So you get someone on the phone who speaks English, and most importantly, they share your values. They champion the right to life, right to religious freedom, constitutional rights, Go to PatriotMobile.com slash CR today or call 972-PATRIOT to get free activation with offer code CR. Our heroes who are veterans and first responders actually get a discount, so make sure you let them know if, you, if that applies to you. Again, it's time we support companies that love America, love you, and share your values. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash CR, PatriotMobile.com slash CR. Stop funding those who hate your guts. Um, but but you know here we are voting for Republicans who hate our guts. That's what I just want to demonstrate to you guys. It's not a matter of that they're scared. We're not asking them to do hard things. The left is doing insane democide every day on whether it's the tranny stuff, whether it's the border, whether it's crime, whether it's arresting people, political opponents, all analogs of COVID fascism and the and the demonic poison from Pfizer. These are winning, winning, winning issues, and they won't fight on a single one of them because they do not share our values. But anyway, you go back to the committee. Dr. Paul Offit is another member. He's the director of vaccine education center at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. Raised concerns about Pfizer's vaccine for kids and the minimal protection it provide after two doses. Offit said he still supports authorizing a three-dose regimen for the youngest age groups, but expects four doses may be needed. This is a man. A couple months ago, he wrote a letter in the New England Journal of Medicine, and he said we shouldn't give boosters to kids because there's a there's risk of myocarditis and there's risk of original antigenic sin. He he named that, meaning that the more you give for a variant that's extinct, the more it will actually suppress their immunity and, and make them more susceptible to the new variants, which is what's happening. And then he turns around in the committee hearing and, and contradicts that to the nth degree and says, yeah, we, we specifically need three doses because two is not enough, and we might even need four. These people are sick. Sick criminals. This is the plague of post-enlightenment Western former democracies. The people at the top of government in every profession are the most demented people around. Again, it used to be that, you know, it was, it was the uneducated people who were barbaric during kind of the time of the Renaissance, the budding of the Enlightenment. It was the more educated people who catalyzed that. And now they're the ones who are catalyzing the exit from Enlightenment values. Going over that cliff, over that bell curve, on the backside of that mountain, is a degree of barbaric ideology that is more primitive than the pre-enlightenment way of thinking, and that's that's really the battle. It, it's no longer a matter of any one ideology uh, or any one demographic. <clears throat> It's the working class versus the elites. There is this sick disease that has taken hold of them. It's like Cosby used to have the show, Kids Say the Darndest Thing. You could have a show about educated elites with 50 degrees say the darndest things. They say the dumbest things with their intelligence on par with that of a two-year-old, but not really, because a two-year-old won't jump in fire. They will do things that defy every facet of self-preservation, individually and nationally. And just, they're just masochists. They're crazy. Absolutely crazy, crazy people. So that's what went on yesterday. By the way, it's illegal to Authorize something that has less than 50% efficacy, obviously has negative efficacy, but even in their way of shrouding it, it's under 50. But, again, that doesn't matter. GOP governors are nowhere to be seen. And we're stuck with nothing. It doesn't have to be this way. Everyone could be on their state legislatures and demand that they call their governors to convene a special session and ban these shots. They could hold endless hearings. We could have an endless witness list that could take apart every level of the safety, of the efficacy, of the fraudulent clinical trials. But nobody wants to do this. We literally have no movement. Name me the number of people in elected office and running, even running new who are even talking about this, who even get this, who even care about this, who are even on our side. No, instead we have new people who are even worse. We have the Pasha, the Grand Pasha, running for Senate in Pennsylvania. By the way, you know what's interesting? Forever, They're forever telling us that our candidates are unelectable in a general election. Okay, they told us that Kathy Barnett who caught fire at the end with conservatives, she was unelectable. Without any evidence, they say that. Well, it turns out there's a poll from Suffolk about the Senate race in Pennsylvania. Dr. Oz's favorability with independents is a net minus 40, okay? Biden's favorability is minus 25, and Fetterman, the Democrat nominee, is actually above water, pulling pretty well for whatever reason. But Oz is more unpopular than Biden with independence in Pennsylvania. Great job. Again, if we're going to lose, could we at least lose with someone who shares our values? Could we die on our own hills? I mean, is that too much to ask for? But that's where we're at. But what has become clear about this issue is that facts don't matter. You literally have them masking kids. Masking five-year-olds with a loose thing that doesn't fit on their face. They know it doesn't work, but we're doing it anyway. This is the Fourth Reich. They, they, it's out in the open now. No one will tell you a mask works. Maybe some are still deluded about N95s. Of course, they don't work, but but nobody will tell you you have a loose-fitting cloth, cloth on a kid's face. They will shove it on that kid's face you No, know, in order to you know, find a doctor. And it's still going on, by the way. Most people who need medical care, they still have this problem. That is not over with. The medical profession is literally, literally in sync with the medical profession in Germany in the 1930s that, to a large degree, catalyzed the final solution. In the coming weeks and months, I'm going to be doing a lot more on that theme. This is an emergency issue, but it doesn't matter Facts don't matter. It's time to meet power with power. It was known headed into this week that no amount of information that would come out about the shots, about the clinical trials, about the data they presented would prompt them to rethink their 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 vision. And notice all the votes, except for Molnupiravir, but all the ones on shots were unanimous. Even though you know some of them raised huge concerns, No one wants to dissent. That's totalitarianism. Just one more point. I mean, we could pick this apart, but my main point today is that facts don't matter. We need power. But I just wanted to just give you one more fact. There's a table, table four, in Pfizer's baby trial... It's a 66-page document. Participants excluded from dose 3. Efficacy population. 68% of the 1178 individuals in the trial arm, so that's 802 people, were excluded, meaning they dropped out of the trial. So, first of all, that disqualifies the trial right away. Right? When you have such a large sample size that wound up like being disqualified, usually you'll have five, ten people, whatever. When you have 68%, the trial's over. It's, it's, it's meaningless. It's worthless. Moreover, what does that tell you? What exactly happened? Now again, a similar percentage in the placebo arm dropped out too. So again, we know, we already proved that Uh, two days ago that the saline wasn't exactly saline. There's something funny going on there, too. They dropped out of the third trial. Gee, why do you think? What do you think? And by the way, um, you know, another point that a lot of people forget, and this has been going on for a long time, that in, in, in the U.S., there have consistently been 35 to, you know, I want to say 35, 37 million people that got the first dose and not the second dose. 35 to 37 million people. Now, that makes no sense. That makes no sense. Okay, it makes sense you would get two and not a third, but why would you get one and not two? Because, you know, what, what has been broadcast then is that it's a two-shot thing. You can't, you know, so if you want to get it, you'd get two. And you think, oh, well, no, those are just the people that are in the process. They will eventually. But this has been going on for a year, this data point. Even with the mandates, it never filled in. And you could do mathematical analysis on this. People smarter than me have done that. And it's very clear that it's not just a matter of, oh, you know, they're, they're, they're about to get the second one. No, there is a number there. It might not be the whole 35, because some of that might be people that legitimately are in the process, but most of them never wound up getting the second shot. That gap has never closed. Why? And I think you understand the reason. That in itself is one of the most subtle but powerful proofs of the widespread degree of adverse reactions now, there are maniacal people, and, and we see that in the clinical trials too, that had horrible reactions, they went and got more. And there are people that are just you know, brain dead, but you know, for the most part, most people wouldn't, and I think that's reflected in that data point. So that's where we are on that issue. But again, the time for data, it's important to message it and continue educating people. But we need power. We are not doing that in this state. If the go- Republican governors would make a regular appearance before the cameras, make it a regular occurrence that you say this doesn't happen happen in this state. It's illegal, illegal, illogical, immoral, inhumane. We are not doing this. And you have experts. You have slideshows. You have you present the information. You would crush the other side. But again. Republicans are on that side I mean I could go on to many other issues you know they're marking up the NDAA the defense authorization bill you would think oh man so there would be a vote on the vaccine mandate I have not seen that so far but there was an amendment vote to strip out the language to draft women okay to make women part of selective service And the following Republican senators voted for drafting your daughter with no public debate. Deb Fisher from Nebraska, Joni Ernst from Iowa, Tom Tillis from North Carolina, Dan Sullivan from Alaska, Rick Scott from Florida, Marsha Blackburn from Tennessee, Tommy Tuberville from Alabama. Solid red states that believe, not just believe in this gender-bending crap, but to potentially coerce like there's one thing you have the women in combat kind of like lobby okay well that's i mean if they choose to sign up for that but here is to note that there is so much no difference between a man and a woman that you could violate natural law and potentially if there would be a draft they are just as responsible to defend the country as a man that is the sickest most pathetic barbaric again that's that's a post enlightenment value That is more barbaric and primitive than anything that ever existed in the world pre-enlightenment. And yet, red state Republicans in droves buy into it. We are at the point where I challenge all my colleagues. What is your plan? What is your plan post-November? We already see they have already said they will never fight on a budget bill. We have already seen... That they said they will even be willing to work with them on the GOP superstar issue of guns that they've been good on until now. Even when Dems are unpopular. Even when there's so many other fires they're setting that you could hold them accountable for. But you actually help them on gun control. What exactly are you going to do? Now, again... If you had a movement that wants to help with what I'm doing, if you had every big talker focus on what I'm focusing, there's a lot you can do. See, my biggest fear is that there's going to be this huge focus on the Republican Congress and then immediately also Trump or whoever else, the presidential race. And it's going to suck up all the oxygen and nobody is going to bother to focus on state and local where legitimately we are going to get in, not everywhere, but a number of places, better people in school boards, county and state legislatures, and we will have an enormous opportunity. County governments and school boards usually can go to them any day of the week. Um, State legislatures will mainly be from January through May-ish of next year. Almost anything you want to solve. I have created a blueprint. Crime, illegal immigration, grooming, medical freedom, you name it, and even energy policy to a certain extent, you could, you could do on a state level and sometimes local level. Where's the initiative to take all that power? Oh, Daniel, well, we did get back Congress, but now we don't have the presidency. So we can't. We have to allow them to destroy us for another two years. And then, of course, when you get the presidency, well, we don't have 60 votes in the Senate. We've been through this 100 times. What is your plan? My problem is there's no impetus to even have this discussion on the right. And to me, the only way to solve this is to be willing to shoot the damn hostage. The way the Repo- the reason why the Republicans do what they do is because they understand this. They understand that the most ardent Republican base are the people genuinely the most fearful of Democrats being in charge. So they know that they could beat the heck out of us, but we will continue groveling before them and continue voting for them in a general election. And what I am suggesting, and I'll continue suggesting it, is that you don't even need to directly shoot the hostage. Shooting the Directly shooting the hostage is I'm going to vote for the Democrat or I won't vote and let the chips fall where they may. I'm saying at least kick in the door and run a special ops operation to try to save the hostage. It might run a risk. But they're, But to, to apply that analogy, um, basically, here's what we have here. You have, let's say, we are America, uh, represented through the hostage that they have tied up, and they have a knife. The Democrats have the knife at the throat. The Republican Party is in the building, in the room, standing guard at the door, to ensure that nobody could save the hostage. Okay? That is, Republicans are in a weak opposition, a keystone cops, that's not a good analogy. They are in the building, making sure, their job they're not there with the knife. Well, Daniel, they're not with the knife, so they're not quite as bad as Democrats. No, it's not true. They're strategically on par, if not worse, because they're there to ensure that no legitimate, you know, Navy SEAL Team Delta, you know, dev group guys or whatever could come in and, and, and run an operation. What we need to do is, it's not a matter of directly shoot the hostage. The, the goal is not to. And in fact, in, in our case, the hostage, I'm not really right in my analogy because we're not shooting Americans. We're shooting the Republican Party. Kick in the door, shoot the Republican Party, put a bullet in the head of the Dem with the knife, and maybe it will work. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. But if you don't do anything, your throat is slit anyway. That's where we are now. This is truly our Flight 93 moment. Okay? This is the moment that if we don't do anything, you know, everything that they set in motion is going to happen to us. Okay? It is to recruit... In the general election, people who will run on medical freedom, but that is an acumen test for several other things as well broad freedoms. And they run with a new message, a broader appeal. They don't, on the surface, look like just typical conservative Republicans. They have something else to them that they could, that, that they're on paper is a chance. They could win a three person race at least in some states where appropriate that is what I'm suggesting we do okay and I think Pennsylvania is a great example Fetterman the democrat is a leftist beyond belief and it looks like he had a stroke because of the shots so he's off the campaign trail um, but for whatever reason he seems to be have a, be viewed pretty favorably the pasha is a Joseph Mangala biomedical fascist And he can't win anyway. Do we see that? You're starting out with a net minus 40 among indies? Okay, so it's not even a risk. That's what I'm saying. If you, you're like, you'll make sure the Democrat wins. No, by doing nothing, you actually make sure the Democrat wins. Not to mention the Republican is a Democrat too. So it's double true. That would be a place where you would run a guy like a Robert Malone. Now, he doesn't live in Pennsylvania, but I'm giving an example. If Naomi Wolf lived, she lives in New York, if she lived in Pennsylvania, I'd say run her. You know, we're not going to agree on every issue, but as it stands now, you're going to get that stuff from either of them anyway, so you just may as well get the good things and then benefit from an appeal of someone who could appeal to some of these soccer moms and more you know, liberal-leaning uh, Philly suburbs, Philly suburban uh, women. That's the only way out of this. I challenge everyone else to tell me what their plan is. Because doing nothing is not an option. It's not, oh, they might destroy our country. Let, let, let's just go on to illegal immigration. So it was announced yesterday that we broke yet another record. Every month we break a record. 240,000, you know, just you know, 239 something. But roughly 240,000 apprehensions in the month of May. So we are up to about 1.5 million for this fiscal year and roughly 3 million since Biden took office. And those are the ones we catch. There have been 800,000 gotaways over the last year and a half. And those are known gotaways that they have ways of counting with uh, the the, um, footprints and the balloons and the drones or blimps, um, different ways they have of doing that and anyone who works for Border Patrol will tell you in certain sectors they really don't count them, so the number is even higher. Those gotaways are your... The amount of criminals, 800,000. Okay, do you understand the size of that? Do you understand the size of that? Okay, that's greater than the city of Baltimore, and those are your criminal aliens. In total... Just in a year and a half, we've apprehended enough people that's like the size of Los Angeles. Okay? I want you to think about that. That harm is done. You cannot quantify the civilization damage being done by that. I mean, at least, again, to, be, to clarify my numbers, at least between the apprehensions and the gotaways, that's roughly the size of the city of L.A. Okay? You cannot quantify the civilization, cultural, fiscal, crime, drugs, the normity of the drug issue, and Republicans do not hold them accountable for letting out the drug traffickers, for the kissing up to the cartels, for the open borders, all the while monitoring and surveilling pain patients you know, and medicate legitimate prescriptions You know, by your doctor. By the way, there was a bill that was passed in Arizona. I have to check up more on it that basically banned that prescription monitoring, um, which that, that needs to be done in every state. That's another big action item we need. Stop the medical surveillance state. They treat patients, legitimate patients and doctors, like drug traffickers, take away their licenses for prescribing life-saving drugs, FDA approved, and then they treat drug traffickers like doctors and heroes and have press conferences with them criminal justice reform again every day i discuss these issues who are the, who's discussing any of these issues imagine if 25 governors got together and held a press conference we are not having this the crime the drugs the fiscal the education problem you know the sex trafficking that that this induces human trafficking we are closing our state doors to them we are we are having a compact a program between the states to remove them either to the blue states or or to Mexico. This would stop tomorrow. It would be popular. Just the messaging behind it would deter. But again, they do not share our values. But this is what needs to be done. Fighting power with power, force on force. But what's uh, Mitchie McConnell worried about? He urged more artillery and long-range rockets to Ukraine. But then he noted in his speech, equipping Ukraine had seriously depleted our own stockpile. So he admits that we can't afford it. We're depleting our own stockpile, but we need to give them more. Again, no understanding of what we've gotten. I mean, do you understand, like, dude, typically when you arm rebels, you're you're talking about 50 million, 100 million. When you're talking about this degree of of funding, you should see, like, you know, VJ day, you know, uh, surrender on the ships sort of victory from that. And yet, the Russians control more than ever. They control all their strategic areas, the waterways, everything. And that's just from what we know. What is going on with that money? What's going on with those weapons? Where is it going to? No one cares. The New York Times wrote an article concerned about this. It's not me. It's a pretty good article. Republicans don't care. Well, they do care. They want even more of it. I just want you guys to know it doesn't have to be this way. We're going to have to fight on a local level. Now, certain things like Ukraine policy, obviously, we can't change. But, um... Here we are. And by the way, there's a whole number of other cases of gun felons. Like I said yesterday, um... Bill Mellogen, he's a Fox immigration reporter, but he's from California, so he used to report on crime. He was always a great reporter. The gang member who fatally shot two El Monte Police Department officers last night were on probation, you guessed it, for felony with firearms after he received a bare minimum sentence in a plea deal. In accordance with George Gascon, you know, his uh, office. despite having a previous strike on his record. And yet Republicans won't use that to jujitsu the Democrats' complaint about gun violence and hang it around their necks. Instead, they're like, yes, you're right. Therefore, we need red flag laws. And, and, And just to underscore where these red flag laws are going, okay, just to underscore this, I spoke to a sheriff today And he said he was at a meeting with a DHS representative, you know, because they have these programs working with local law enforcement. And they made it clear that their biggest concern is people who believe the election was stolen. That is the biggest domestic terrorist threat. I don't think you could imagine how dangerous that is. This is not like 20 years ago I would have said, oh, it's just they're just doing it for media and talking points just to screw with us and just for kind of like, you know, a political warfare. You guys are terrorists. Now we know they're literally acting on it. They're literally coming and raiding homes in the middle of the night, arresting people, agent provocateurs. Um, and, you know, he he talked about he, he was the only sheriff in the room that challenged him. What about BLM? What about Antifa? And the guy was just an animal. Now I want you to imagine Republicans signing off on a streamline of billions of dollars of funding for the feds to work with states to red flag those who are deemed a threat. Do you really think they're going to go after the Uvalde shooting profile type of guys? You know exactly who they're going after. And by the way, it won't just be the guns. it will be locking people up. We are literally first and goal at the five-yard line. For this happening in america in terms of january 6th it already has happened but they're going to expand this namely the republicans speaking to this again that is easily to easy to thwart at a local level this is my dream of having a sheriff's posse where you have the local law enforcement working with the citizenry to say no mas we will thwart any federal attempt to come and arrest someone who is not alleged to have committed a real crime. Constitutional sanctuaries. Why is it that blue states are able to put it all on the line for literally illegal alien sex offenders? They'll protect them. They'll make it a felony to communicate with the feds on that work. And that is true in California. It's true in New York, Illinois, many states. Yet the red states will not do the same thing to protect legitimate constitutional rights of law-abiding Americans? And the answer is, because the red states aren't as red as the blue ones are blue, and the red people aren't as red as the blue ones are blue. It's the fault of our own people. We need to wake up. Now let's move over to the economy. So we have record inflation. Don't buy that 8.2% CPI. It's nonsense. The CPI doesn't include a lot of things that used to include... Um, like for example, um, mortgage rates are obviously going to skyrocket now with the Fed's, uh, you know, increasing their their rate by three quarters of a point. So, housing costs—that's not included. That will not be included. But that's a big thing, right? A lot of things aren't included. the The formulation they have for the basket of what's in the CPI is so different. It's not eight point two percent. It's it's really more like fifty, seventy percent, depending on what it is. We've never had anything like this even in the 70s and 80s. And by the way, for the 70s and 80s, Volcker, I mean, they had to raise, you know, my my dad always tells me when he bought his house, it was like 12, 14% interest rate. That's what they needed to do to get that down. So you can imagine where we're going to need to head in order to get this down. The degree of stagflation we'll have is just unbelievable. 100% brought to you by the same GOP they voted for all of this spending and not just the spending but remember it's not just the spending it's the fact that those spending bills legitimized underwrote blessed and formulated the plan for governors to lock down which led to the entire cascading chain reaction of supply chain shortages And then they voted not just, again, for the spending of the Ukraine war, but the fallout from it that created these supply chain disruptions and shortages and embargoes. They voted for the embargoes directly. Whether it's the oil, whether it's the fertilizer, whether it's some of the precious metals or or just important metals and durable goods that come from Russia, they created this. It's not even like they're... Acting differently now, and like we know they're going to screw us when it comes time for when they're in the majority. They're doing it now. And again, Republicans always controlled lock, stock, and barrel the red states at a state level, and they signed on to it and don't fight it. So, what do you expect to be different? Then we have the food stuff. Tyler Durden of Zero Hedge reports another food processing plant went up in flames. Ripped through a pizza-making plant in Wisconsin. More than 70 firefighters from multiple fire departments battled the blaze. American Red Cross arrived on the scene to provide food and water for firefighters. Massive, massive blaze. Um, Any sense of what caused it? Not really. And he goes on to list. I think his starting point appears to be Sometime last year, I mean, most of them are this year. He has a list of 97 fires in agribusinesses, farms, plants. Um, 97 and almost all of them, all but 10 were this year. So 10, he he lists from 2021, you know, because you have a wider array. You could say, well, statistically, there's a certain amount that happens. I don't really have a background rate I could share with you, but something ain't right. And before anyone says, oh, Daniel, are you saying is, I don't, I'm not saying anything. But what I am saying is, clearly the feds are not concerned about it. And nobody is announcing an investigation. See, it is normal to every once in a while have an anomaly and an abnormal stroke of bad luck, right? A certain amount, statistically, it's statistically possible to have statistically unlikely things occur. God could be upset with us for many, any number of reasons and cause this. But you don't know that ahead of time. You have to investigate it. You might conclude that, but you definitely, you can't assume that. And there's no effort to investigate it. This is serious stuff. And again, still no desire to find out what happened with COVID. How that came about, we don't seem to know. No one seems to know. No one seems to care. And this is where we are. And then there's energy. Energy. So... The Democrats voted on an ethanol bill to basically pump more ethanol into your tank. So you got to give them credit. Everything they do is designed to raise the cost of food and fuel. So you burn more fuel in your engine at a time of corn, you know, record corn prices and then dilute your fuel so you need to fill up more. So this is really a beauty, a real beauty. the the reason why this is important is because republicans have never properly dealt with this issue everyone knows from the drilling issue but the big bottleneck one of the well there's a lot of them but one of them is oil refineries you got to be able to refine it we have not really built a full scale oil refinery in this country since 1974 because of the regulatory burden because we don't regulate then the way we do Pfizer, even though one goes in your product, goes in your body, one goes in, you know, tanks for fuel. It was announced that the a Houston refinery operated by. Uh, Lionel Basil Industries is slated to close at the end of 2023. They produce 200,000 barrels per day. And this comes on the heels of already having lost 800,000 barrels per day production from a number of others that closed due to the pandemic. So we keep closing more refineries and not building more. And the way it ties back into ethanol is that ethanol is basically a vaccine mandate, a mask mandate on a refinery. Rather, it's like, imagine if like you have a good product and I say, rather than, you know, producing batteries you have to produce horse manure. And if you don't produce horse manure for every certain amount that you don't produce, you have to basically pay a ransom known as RINs credits to the EPA. You have to pay ransom. It's kind of like Pfizer, the equivalent of Pfizer. You force a private product of an Iowa ethanol, Iowa, Nebraska, Indiana, ethanol cartel upon private refiners and say you have to put crap in the uh, fuel supply And if you don't, well, you got to pay up. And Republicans, there's always a good number of them, half of them, who buy into it, who are part of the ethanol lobby just as much as the Democrats are. So for years, the entire ethanol cartel has helped destroy oil refineries in America. The point is, this is going to get a lot worse as time goes on. This is going to get a lot worse. Um... This guy from Chevron, Mike Worth, Yeah, he's the CEO. This is from Fox Business, June 3rd. He says he does not expect another oil refinery to be built in the U.S. ever again, pointing to decades of federal government policies as the reasons why. Okay, can you imagine that? Never again. Do you understand how devastating that is? It's going to make us permanently like some of these European countries that permanently have $8 a gallon or whatever it is. We all laugh about it. Oh, they don't want us to drive. It's not funny anymore. They're doing it. This is the implementation phase. This is the COVID phase equivalent of energy. They're doing it. What's the GOP answer? They broadly countenance, oh, we need to drill more, produce more. They broadly say that. But what actions have they taken to use must-pass legislation to make a stand on this. Could you imagine Democrats being on the wrong side of a shutdown fight over saying we want to limit your gas? That's always a popular issue. No, they won't do anything about it. They won't do anything about it in the majority. And again, states aren't getting together to say we're going to thwart the feds on this. And we're going to give a climate in Texas say, look, oil refinery, here you go. And a big part of it is the financing. They can't get financing because they're subject to the to the Securities and Exchange Commission rules now on basically you have to have an impact statement uh, or report for carbon emissions. So it basically shuts down any capacity. The CEO of Chevron noted that capacity is added by... Debottlenecking bottlenecking existing units by investing in existing refineries. But what we've seen over the last two years are shutdowns. We've seen refineries close. We've seen units come down. We've seen refineries being repurposed to become bio-refineries. And we live in a world where the policy, the stated policy of the U.S. government, is to reduce demand for the products that refineries produce. And also that's the CAFE standards, where at a very painful cost, In two ways. Number one, the cars are paper thin and more people are dying in accidents. Number two, um, you know, the cars are more expensive, but they are legitimately making them get more MPG at a very painful cost. So, from an investment standpoint, that tells the refiners all right, well, the long term trend is whether we like it or not, we're moving away from this. Controlled demolition. But on every single issue, where are Republicans? And by the way, another crazy thing I don't know if you guys have thought about this, but one of the big, um, one of the big uh, issues we have now is fertilizer, all because of the controlled demolition of the fake, you know war over there that we're funding. So all the fertilizer comes from Russia. So again, I mean, fertilizer, that's that's one of the beginnings of the entire food chain. That's planting, that's everything that comes from there. Now they're incre they're doubling down on ethanol. So not only do you take the corn product that's the most expensive ever and make it even more scarce by putting it in your fuel tank, thereby diluting your fuel so you have to fill up for more fuel at a time when fuel's the record expensive, but you now consume more fertilizer at the time that that's making every other agricultural product more expensive. You couldn't have thought of a worse way of doing this. This is like the equivalent of an Al-Qaeda multi-pronged style terror attack. And by the way, to encourage the development of more of this green energy garbage, the Biden administration announced they're cutting in half the amount that charges companies to build wind and solar projects on federal lands. So at the same time that they had a 50% increase in royalty royalty rates for oil projects that they announced a couple months ago, they're doing the opposite. Okay, just like no ivermectin hydroxychloroquine, yes, clot shots from desivir, paxlovid, monopiravir, odious, inefficacious forms of of therapeutics, same thing, for energy. But again, even on the issues that Republicans broadly, they'll run on crime. They'll even run a little bit on illegal immigration. They'll certainly run on energy and inflation. But they created all the problems, and when they were in power, they didn't do what it took to fight it. And even with the power they have now, they don't take what do what it takes to fight it. And they will not in the future when they take over Congress. I'm sorry. I know it's painful, but what do you want me to tell you? I'm trying to get around this, and there's nobody around who floats more ideas than I do. But you have to first be willing to recognize that we need those ideas. Most Republicans are brainwashed into thinking we're we're always one election away from solving our problems. I'm sick of this. You know, um... Twelve years ago, it was around this time, 2010, during the Tea Party fervor, Tea Party wave. We knew Republicans were really going to take over Congress, control it. And just so you know, like how long I've been thinking about these things, my wife uh, made a political cartoon for me. I asked her to draw because she's a graphic artist, and I, I recently just pulled it up because she she made a mug out of it for me too. It's on it's on a mug. And it's kind of like, you know, a bunch of elephants sitting at a table having a tea party, you know, because that was the big thing at the time. And a bunch of rhinos like peeking in and, uh, you know, rhinoceroses. And we had donkeys, you know, it's the Democrats. And, you know, basically the, the upshot of it was, hey, what's the point of this whole party so we can elect more rhinos to go and, you know, and, and and work with the donkeys so we could have Mitch McConnell as our leader? I literally—it's it's on there, and it—and it was like a jab in my heart. I was thinking, we're still doing this twelve years later, and we don't have enough of a movement to recognize he's a problem, and we don't even have the buddings of a movement to get him out of office. He is still there doing his thing, and I—and I—I had that cartoon from twelve years ago, and it—and it's very nostalgic because. It's a very similar period of time we're at. Democrats are fully in charge. They're extremely unpopular, doing very destructive things, this time even worse, with graver consequences. And this time, we don't even, we, we know we are headed down the same direction. At least then, Republicans were broadly running on, on the Tea Party issues. They wound up being frauds. Now, in the open, they're working with the Democrats. In the open, they support the vaccines. What is our answer? We need to start meeting force with force and power with power. We need to take over in the smallest units of government, in the reddest areas, and work in from there. And implement our policies with as much fervence, with as much idealism, with as much indefatigable energy. No holds barred the way the left does. Just like the left does. You're not going to convince these people. You're not they don't care about facts, they don't care about science, they don't care about law, the rule of law. They do what they want to do and Republicans are a part of that and they will continue to be a part of that unless we stop them. Okay, so you know, for those who can't understand, oh, it's got to be better for Republicans when give them this show. For those who are brainwashed by watching Fox and listening to your favorite blowhard on the radio every day, phony conservatives, let them listen to something different, something truly independent. But folks, look, it's tough in this economy to get advertisers. We, we need you to support our advertisers. We need you to give us a five-star rating on iTunes with a comment so it, it the show grows. Everyone, believe me, nobody wants this show to succeed for a very obvious reason. We upset the apple cart. We upset the false dichotomy, the fake controlled opposition. And remember, it doesn't take much to shed light. If you have a small but cohesive and energetic true opposition to break away from the fake controlled opposition, we could blow the system up. And that's why the Democrats so badly need the fake opposition. That is why they need the controlled opposition. They need it to ensure that a real opposition doesn't arise. Republicans are not just a nuisance for Democrats. They're actually an indispensable component of what they're trying to do let's bust it up folks we got one more day left this week let me know what you're interested in what you want me to cover what guests you want me to have on this is a collaborative effort you can email me Daniel Hurwitz at starmail.com Till tomorrow God bless you all and thank you for listening